Welcome to Keep Calm and Homeschool On. My name is Rebecca and I am author, speaker, writer, coach over at homeschoolon.com and I am so excited about today's episode because it is a very important issue. You guys, I don't know about you, but sometimes we go through the motions of homeschooling and we kind of get into a bit of a rut and we're so focused on finding the answers, the right curriculum, the right routine, the right schedule that we actually forget that it is possible. It is possible to like homeschooling, not just to survive homeschooling, not just to get it right, but to actually enjoy the process. It's not just possible, but it's something that that I want for each and every one of you. And it's something you probably want for yourself. And not only is it possible for you to like homeschooling, but wait for it it's possible for your kids to enjoy it. One day you guys are going to look back on this and you are going to be so nostalgic about it and have just warm fuzzy feelings inside every time you think about what it was like to be a homeschool family, whether you do it for a year or whether you do it for 10 years. Okay. So I'm telling you this from personal experience as somebody who was homeschooled myself. And I look back so fondly on my homeschool years and I want that for my own kids. So today we're diving into enjoying your homeschool, loving homeschooling, and getting to that place in yourself. I've got practical tips and tools and resources to help you, and you're definitely going to need a cup of coffee or two for this one. So go grab it. Mine's already cold, and we will get started. So if you are not familiar with me, my blog, or what I do, or who I am, I'm a homeschool mom to five young children, ages four to 11 now. He just turned 11 yesterday. And I was homeschooled myself up to about halfway through grade 10, other than a few one-year stints in school when my mom was pregnant and homeschooling was very overwhelming for her. So I have a, a lot of experience on both sides of the coin, and I both look back on homeschooling really fondly, but I also really have gotten to a place in my own journey where I love, 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 love homeschooling. I find so much joy in it. I crave the days when fall is here, when routine is here, when I I honestly, I hate vacations and days off and when we get out of our our rhythm and routine because I love it so much. I I look forward to that time with my kids and I guard and I protect it. And so I want to share why, but also I want to share how, how I've gotten to this point and it has been a long journey. I am quite a type A controlling personality. Okay, when I started homeschooling, I talked about this a lot way back when, but let's just recap slightly. When I started homeschooling, I had all the answers clearly because I was homeschooled. And I was so confident in myself and so confident in my abilities and my experience that I went and bought all the same curriculum that I grew up with, which was, by the way, a Becca. And it just totally tanked for us. It tanked. It was terrible. My kids didn't like it. It was a battle. There was tears. It just was such a negative experience. And from there, from like breaking down the walls of my own, um, facade, I guess, um, naivety of I have it all to building up step by step and understanding my kids and understanding myself and understanding my homeschool and, and learning more about homeschooling and how kids learn and, and, and what I wanted for my homeschool and then how to actually get there. It has been 
a long journey. And it's not something, you guys, that I don't want you sitting there. If you're just new to this, if you're just starting out, I don't want you to sit there thinking, oh, if I just follow these steps, then I'm going to be exactly where Rebecca is. Because the reality is, is that expectations, we're going to be talking about all this stuff today. That stuff doesn't just disappear overnight. It doesn't. And, and you have to take the time to learn. And, and what works for me or for somebody else might not work for you because your kids are unique. And so my goal and my aim is not to give you solutions. My goal and my aim is to help you find your own solutions that are unique to your family that are actually going to work for you. So I want you to put on a, a new hat, a new perspective today. When you're listening to this, I want you to look at it through the lens of this is not a step-by-step how to fix your life in two days, okay? This is my journey and this is to show you that it's possible to love your homeschool and if you feel far from that, then you just have to take it step by step and you're going to have to be consistent with it and you're going to have to give yourself grace, which we're going to talk about all these things today. So let's just dive in. So how to actually like homeschooling? Honestly, you guys, the first thing I start with is atmosphere. I don't know if you have noticed, but if you are going to sit down and work, whether it was way back when, when you used to work or whether you're still working now, when you're going to sit down and work, you like to have an environment, an atmosphere that actually propels you to work. When, when you were back doing school, Okay, imagining in your college days or your own high school days, whatever, and you had to study for a test, did you not notice and find that if you had yourself a little snack, if you had a nice clean area to work in, if you had some nice music playing or candlelit or maybe some fresh flowers on the table, there were things that appealed to your sensibilities and your senses that you loved, that you would do and you would create this atmosphere, this environment that just made work or learning, it facilitated you to be more productive. So right now, I hope you're jotting down little things because you have your own unique things just as I do. But but what what are those things? What are those things that just make you feel good and make you feel more motivated and make you just excited to do what's in front of you? Because if we can create that atmosphere for our children, oh my goodness, you guys, that is half the battle when we're working in a total mess and we can't find what we're looking for and you know kids have bad attitudes sometimes all it takes is a tiniest shift of turning on some classical or christian music in the background or whatever or lighting a candle to make it feel special and unique or dimming the lights there are such simple things that you can do that can change the entire perspective for your child that can put them into a mode or a gear of working. And not only that, but if you experiment with it and if you find what works and you continually use those same things over and over, then often as soon as you do those things, okay, you you create that environment and turn on the music, you light that candle, something, your kids actually will be drawn to want to do it because they're, they're literally, they have been trained. Their senses are attached now to school blended with this may make them happy. It makes them happy because it's little things that they like that are blended together. So creating that atmosphere and that environment, it's such a small thing that you can do and it can make such a huge difference. So I encourage you, if, if you are let's say you're in the middle of your homeschool week and you've been homeschooling and you've just been fighting your kids and they're whining and don't want to do it and you've just been tanking, 
you can power through. And we all tend to do that. We power through, we push, we threaten, we say, you guys are not doing your school and you know, blah, 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 blah. And we have big talks with them and lectures and we push and we push and we push, but no one's enjoying homeschooling. Sometimes it's more effective to take an entire day off, clean, organize, get yourself what you want, create that atmosphere in that environment, and then go back into it and try again. You will all feel less stressed. You will all feel more motivated and you will feel more, more cohesive as a family, especially if you get your kids to do the cleaning with you. Just saying. All right. So that's one really practical, really, really, really practical thing that you can do today to start making a difference in your homeschool. And if you are brand new to this and you haven't started, then just put that in your back pocket because that is something that you may want to use. Another thing is vision casting your day with tools. So vision casting means you need to have an idea of what you want for your day. And if you're new to this, you probably are not going to have an idea of what you want for your day. And it just takes a blend of experience and research for you to see what is out there, try different things and see what works for you. And not only what works for you, but what you want, because sometimes those are different. Sometimes, for example, I was super, super, super traditional. That is, that was my go-to. And for most of us, that is our go-to because that's how we learned with textbooks and little desks and tests and quizzes. And, you know, you just read and you answer and you fill in the blank and that's how we learned and that's a traditional model or method of homeschooling and so because it is the way we learned it is our default to how we teach and that may be where you're at but maybe as you're researching and you're seeing and you're learning and you're you're checking out things like my blog for example where I'm more Charlotte Mason and we do stuff more based on um, experience and discussion and all these different things and and maybe you say well I want to be there but you're not, you're here and you can't expect to just be there overnight, but you can start to have a vision casting moment of this is what I want. And then you need to, to use some practical tools to help you get there. And it's a step-by-step -step process. So I'm going to tell you right now that something that I have in the works, which this is not going to apply if you're listening to this podcast in the future, but if you're listening to this podcast in the month of August, 2018, then this will apply. And if not, you can always go and check and see, because I may repeat this monthly. We'll see what kind of interest we get. But what I decided to do was to create a course that's only five days long and is going to help you. It's it's called Structuring Your Homeschool Day. And it's we're going to be talking one full day on looping, one full day on morning baskets. What are they? How to create your own, how to structure it, how to create a schedule around it. We're going to talk about routines and schedules. We're going to talk about blending curriculum. And we're also going to talk about multi-age and multi-grade levels and how to work through your day with the struggles that you face and and make your curriculum work together what often happens in our days is that we become a slave to our curriculum a slave to checking off the boxes and a slave to to our our, our schedules okay and that's not what we want if you actually want to enjoy your homeschool then we got to get rid of that slave mentality. You got to stop just feeling panic that you have to do everything and you have to start feeling like you're in more control and that you have a vision and that you are going to get there. And so 
vision casting your day is knowing your homeschool, knowing your kids, knowing what you want, and then how you're going to achieve that. And you coming to a place of having more control. And so these are things like tools that you can use are things like looping and morning basket and schedules and routines. And so if you feel totally lost, if you're new or not new, okay, because I think every homeschooler can use a refresh in this sit down and going through this, then you can check out this course. The link is going to be on my blog in this podcast episode. I don't want to say it all here because it's difficult for, you know, people to write down what they're, what they're hearing. But if you go to homeschoolon.com, go to my blog. And if you hit podcast at the top and find this episode, which likely will be at the top, if you're listening to this around when I'm posting it, then you will see in there a link to the course. And there's a ton more information. You can see the first day, which it tells you a little bit of how it works and sign up because it's going to be the last week of August. It's going to be live and there's going to be a live webinar as well as I have my homeschool planner, which is worth $9.95. And that is a free giveaway um, for purchasing the course. So everyone's going to get a planner. And then I'm going to teach you how to use that. And I'm going to give you all the tools and strategies to actually facilitate and create your homeschool day and and put that into practice. And then we're going to end it off with a live webinar where you can ask questions and I can tailor it to you in your unique situation. So that's just a really helpful tool that I've put together that I think, I think, I think will really help you in this. But whether or not you take that course or not, I, I really believe, you guys, I really believe that taking the time to sit down and understand your kids, understand your homeschool style and what you want, and understand what kind of curriculum you're using, how can it blend together, those kind of things are going to help your day be so much more effective, and you have to have a realistic vision of what you can accomplish and how you're going to put that into practice. And so we often take all our time focusing on curriculum or focusing on whatever. Curriculum seems to be the big one. But now that you have all that curriculum, how are you actually going to structure it? How are you actually going to put that into practice? And that's the next step. You have to read through your curriculum, understand how it works, figure out how you can blend kids and ages and, and grades. And you cannot teach if you have four kids, four different kids, four different grade levels with their five or six different subjects. Okay. That's 20 subjects that you're teaching. And there is only so much time in a day. And you also sometimes have to eat and, you know, use the bathroom. So practically speaking, if you have multiple kids, you're going to have to look at blending some things and getting creative with your day. And so that's the kind of stuff that we talk about. But whether or not you do it or not, you need to take the time to really hash out your day, what you want, how it's going to look and how you're going to put that into practice. And that's just huge. Okay, so the next thing is expectations expectations are the killer of homeschool joy. I say it, I say it, I say it again and again and again and again on my blog because it's true. The more expectations you have for yourself in your homeschool, the less you're going to enjoy this. And yeah, awkward pause there because this needs to settle in. Somebody out there needs to hear that the more expectations you have for your homeschool, the less you're going to enjoy this. Because it's this high bar, you're constantly, it's like the the leaping bar, you know, and whatever track and field, you're constantly trying to jump so high to reach it and you're going to get tired and you're going to make mistakes and you're not going to be able to reach it all the time. 
And because these expectations are so, so high and only attainable on the best of your possible days when you've had the best rest and, and you're really motivated and you're not PMSing and all the stars align, (laughs) unless all those things come into play, then you are going to miss the mark and you're going to go to bed feeling like a failure. And at the end of this, you're going to say, I don't know if I'm cut out for this. That's, it doesn't have to be that way. It doesn't have to be that way. If you adjust your expectations, if you just bring them down a little bit to something that's more attainable, then even when you're tired and even when the kids are fussing and even when you have that doctor's appointment, you might be able to reach and attain your goals much easier, which means that you're going to have to probably cut back on what you want. And sometimes you just, it doesn't mean you have to let go of everything you want to do. Sometimes it just means let's start small and work our way up once we've built a base of rhythm and routine with these few things now we can add to it and find what flows and fits and that's where the tools like looping and morning basket can help because they actually they don't give you more time but those extra things you're like but I wanted to do this hymn study and I wanted to do this this art picture study and I wanted to do great Fit those in with a loop where you're not actually doing all those things every day. You're alternating them in a way that allows you to still have less time so you can focus more on the basics, but still be fitting in those fun extra things that you're excited about. So it's possible to still do it, but I'm saying that you need to adjust your expectations. You cannot expect that every day you're going to get up at 5 a.m., do devotions, have a shower, to have a perfect, wonderful homeschool day with your kids where you fit in, you know, 20 different subjects because you've got multiple ages and grades and then you're going to take a break and go on nature walks and 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 still clean your house and cook a, a hearty home-cooked meal and and go to bed at a decent time and watch no tv and and not feel overwhelmed at all and just laugh the whole day you're just gonna laugh you're just your face is full of joy that's not gonna happen every day if you're new to homeschooling i'm sorry it's like i feel like i'm giving you like a like a what are those called when spoiler spoiler alert okay spoiler alert your day is not going to look like that every single day it just won't you have your own personality and attitude and quirks that are going to come into play your husband has his own and your children have their own and that alone attitudes and bad moods alone is a huge factor a huge factor into your homeschool day so all this to say your expectations have to be realistic bring them down, see what's attainable, and then you can add to it once you have the basis, once you have a foundation. The next thing is to simplify. Oh my goodness, this is so huge, not just in your homeschool day. I mean, we talked about it a bit, hand studies, adding all these things. Those are all great and I love, I love doing that kind of stuff. Okay, so let's say aside from that, let's say it's you decide that my kids need to be socialized. And so you put them in swimming lessons. And then the homeschool group that you have also has gymnastics. But there's also a homeschool co-op that you want the kids to be involved in. And then there's also a homeschool mom nights that you want to do. And it adds and it adds and it adds and it adds. Not to mention all your outside stuff. Maybe you have a Bible study or something that you have going on. Maybe you have play dates that you do still for your younger kids. Getting together with friends. And it adds and it adds and it adds everything that you add outside of school everything is going to take away from your school 
even on the days that you're like, okay, well, we only do school till one o'clock and then at three o'clock, the kids have swimming lessons. So that's not going to take out of our day. We're still going to get our school done. You will be surprised, maybe shocked to find out that during your day that you have something planned later, the pressure that that puts on you can often taint, can slow you down, can make you more overwhelmed and frustrated, and can actually make you guys as a family way less productive to the point where you will not have your school done by the time that comes around and you feel stressed and panicked and now you're at a point where you're not enjoying your homeschool day. Now I'm not saying you can't do anything. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying, for example, for myself, I've got five kids. If I put each of them in one extracurricular, we run around like chickens with our head cut off and we don't get school done because there's no way I can get school done and constantly be cleaning and cooking and prepping and making sure I'm organized so that we can go out and drop the kids off at this, you know, event. Meanwhile, I've got four other kids sitting in the van that I'm driving around with in aimless circles just to drive back again and and start all over again. It's not attainable for me. It's not. I have to cut back on everything. I even cut back on friendships, get-togethers. I will tell my friends, which if you're listening right now, they can attest to, no, I'm sorry, I can't get together. We have to just focus on school. Or I will I will not answer my phone when I know it's a friend or family member calling because I know that if I answer the phone, I'll be on there for an hour and our day is kiboshed. So it's those things. It's it's not it's not necessarily we, your expectations are part of your homeschool day and curriculum. And sometimes we need to adjust our expectations and simplify our actual curriculum. That's a huge one. Maybe you've bought way too much. If you have a curriculum for reading, a curriculum for writing, a curriculum for grammar, a curriculum for spelling, you you've got too much. I can tell you that right now. You have to simplify. So simplifying curriculum, simplifying your day, but also simplifying those extra things, pulling back so that you can really just enjoy your homeschool. And that's so important. And again, I'm not saying you have to pull back from everything, but you need to find a balance. And the way to do that is to start very small and work your way up. Add things a little bit at a time to see what's going to work, what's going to flow for your family. All right, we're almost done, you guys. Next is commitment and attitude. And these go hand in hand. If you really want to get into a rhythm and routine, you have to commit. And I hear this a lot, especially from new homeschoolers. I'm worried that if I don't have the structure of traditional school, open and go, textbook, um, with, you know, tests and quizzes and all these things to keep me on track, that we're just not going to do school. And I feel like we need to address this a little bit because commitment is important. Whether you unschool or whether you do school, you want to be committed to helping facilitate learning for your kids. And you want to make that a priority. You don't just want to sit on your computer all day long and not interact with your kids, right? I'm assuming. So if that is what you want for your family, then you do have to commit to it. And and honestly, I'm going to give you a really practical tip here. I don't know if anyone's read Fly Lady. It's about organizing your house, actually. And it's a great book that I'm currently not putting into practice because my house is definitely chaotic. Um, anyways, Fly Lady, one of the things she says and just talks about constantly in there is that you have to think of, you have to actually get yourself into the mode of, of being mom, house cleaner, cooking, all those things. You have to get yourself into the mode. And how to do that, one of the things she suggests is when you wake up, you get dressed. You spend a few minutes, you brush your hair, you get dressed, Put on some blush or whatever you need to do for your face and you put on a pair of inside shoes. 
which seems a little bit crazy. But the reason that she suggests this is because once you're in this mode of you're ready, if the door rings, you're not panicking. If someone says, I've got to come over, you're not panicking because you're ready. It's the same way with our homeschool. It's almost like we have to consider it a little bit like a job. We have to prioritize it in our mind more so that it is like a job for us and we get ourselves into the mode and now we are going to educate our children. And I'm again, homeschoolers, we're the queens and kings of making everything a learning opportunity and not having to put on the homeschool hat and take off the mom hat and vice versa of, of just blending it with our lives. And that's wonderful. But still to be fully committed to it, sometimes we're going to need to shift our mindset and and really commit to it. Whether that means we, we view it like that, some people that's going to be really helpful, some people that's not. But the point is, is that we have to commit to it, which means putting more emphasis on it, which means prioritizing it over other things in our lives. And sometimes we, if we don't do that, we catch ourselves in a place of martyrdom. I don't know. I don't know if anyone out there is like me, but martyrdom, okay? That's where you feel oh so sorry for yourself that you have to homeschool. Oh so sorry for yourself that you have to get up early. Oh so sorry for yourself that other parents get to go drop their kids off and and you're stuck at home with them all the time. And that's why your house is a mess and and your kids are whining and this is so hard and on and on and on and we get into a bit of a rut, okay? Attitude, our attitude sets the tone for our homeschool. Our own attitude is so important in creating that atmosphere and that environment. And that is honestly one of the things your kids are going to remember more than anything. They're not going to look back and remember what ancient Greece, blah, 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 that little unit study you did. They're going to look back and remember the feeling they got when they homeschooled. The mom was always overwhelmed, stressed, frustrated, and, you know, looked unhappy. Or that mom had fun with them and that she she loved it and they could tell that she loved spending time with them and that connection that they had. That's what they're going to look back and remember. I can tell you, I was homeschooled. I don't remember the lessons. Actually, I do remember some of the unit studies we did. <laughs> but I don't remember our actual lessons. I don't remember what I read. I don't remember what I did for the most part. What I do remember was the feeling, was the fun. I loved the structure and routine. I loved when my mom got into teacher mode and I, I could play the game of being in school. I loved homeschooling. I loved being homeschooled. And I want that for my kids. And it is sometimes about our own attitude and not feeling sorry for ourselves and starting to view this. If, if, it, and it, hel- if it helps you to think of it like a job, then do it. Do it. Put on your shoes. Get dressed. Feel like, heck, have a uniform. Go get some of those cutesy little shirts on Amazon or, or Etsy that are homeschool mom survives on coffee, whatever, and get yourself a little little uniform. You put this on, you're on your homeschool duty. You're not going to answer the phone. You're not going to go and take off. You're not going to sit on your phone and play that game. You are going to invest and focus on your kids because now you, you've put on the hat. And if that doesn't help you, that's fine. Don't do that. But regardless, as women... And as moms, as human beings, I can tell you outright that we all struggle with our attitudes at some point or another. And it's just a good reminder for everybody. Check your own attitude in the morning. And I'm not telling you you need to get up at 5 a.m. But if you get up even a few minutes before your kids or worst case scenario, get up after your kids and hide. Okay, just go hide. (laughs) Hide in the bathroom. Hide somewhere. Get a few minutes of quiet to yourself to adjust your attitude to just focus, to get yourself in your own, 
in, reset your priorities for the day. Make yourself a little list of what you want. Have a little vision casting moment for your day. What are you going to eat for dinner? Just a few minutes to get yourself in that mode. Go down and before you do anything else, before you start on your list, hug your kids. Give them a kiss, okay? Say good morning. I'm so, how was your sleep? And don't just walk away. Listen, look in their eyes, see how their sleep was. Start your day off with connection. Start your day off with purpose and with intention. You guys, and I can promise you, you will see a shift. I can promise you, you will begin to enjoy this more. It's not about the curriculum. Curriculum helps. And there is curriculum that's more suited to you than others. But it is about you and your attitude. You can't change your kids' attitudes. You really can't. They have to choose to change their own and they're going to have their own moments, but you can set the atmosphere and the tone and you can do your best that even when your kids do have bad attitudes and they're whining and fussing, it won't affect you. It's not going to bring you down. It's not going to offend you because you have taken the time to get your priorities straight, to change your perspective, to see yourself and view yourself in a different way so that those things, they're not going to, you're not going to be as, as along for the ride and you're going to be more in control of your day. I'm hoping I'm making sense because I don't have any script or anything. I'm going off here. I'm just talking and rambling, but hopefully someone out there is hearing and they're like, yes, that's me. The last thing you guys is having grace for yourself. You can follow all those steps. You can do all the right things. You can go to bed at the right time and get into yourself and do an awesome routine and get up before your kids and do devotions and all those things. There's still going to be things that throw it off. Always. There will be. There is nothing that will ever take that away. You will never have perfection all of the time. There's going to be sick days. There's going to be bad attitude days. There's going to be days when you got stuff happening and no school happens whatsoever. There's going to be days where you and your husband are going to have a fight and that's going to totally kibosh your day. There are going to be things that happen, that come up, that are going to affect your perfect little homeschool day. So at the end of all of that, you have to be flexible and have grace for yourself. You have to. No more going to bed at night feeling like a failure. No more. Every time that comes up, you say no. No. I try my best. I work hard at this and I refuse to have that taint. My perspective and my attitude and my relationship with my kids and my relationship with this whole homeschool thing. I refuse to look back and feel like a failure. I refuse to look back and have regrets. You are trying your hardest. And if you are trying your very best, you guys, then you can't do that to yourself. You can't. You do your best. That's all that can be asked of you. And one day, even if you fail a a thousand times, your kids will look back and know and see that you tried. You worked hard and they will feel so loved and treasured through that. They will. Again, I can tell you through experience, my mom was not perfect. She was not. And yet I look back and I can remember the bad days. Oh, I remember them. But I remember so many more good days, you guys. So many more. And they make those bad days. I have so much understanding for my mom, especially now that I homeschool. But I still, as an adult, have so much more understanding. And I I treasure the good days so much more because I know what a sacrifice it was for my mom. I know how hard she tried. And I know, just even through my, my memories and the things that we did, I know how much she loved us. And I feel so loved through our homeschool experience. 
So you guys just, just have faith in that. Your kids are going to look back. They're going to see the heart behind it. So make the heart behind it good. Make the heart behind it one of love and relationship and connection. Let that be your main focus and the rest of it will come. Set the environment, set the tone, set the atmosphere with your own attitude. Choose to enjoy it. Choose to have fun with it. Turn on some wild music. Be silly. Don't be so stressed with getting it all done. Forget the boxes. It doesn't matter if you finish the whole year. It doesn't matter if your kids fall behind. It really doesn't. It really, really, really doesn't. If you don't believe me, go listen to my episode about what if the kids are falling behind. But you guys, someone out there needs to hear this. This year is going to be different. For you, this year is going to be different because you're going to choose that it's going to be different. It's not about the steps. It's not about the self-help books. It's not about finding what that other blogger is doing or using the same curriculum as your friend. It's about you choosing to make it what you want to make it. And it starts with the atmosphere and the environment and your own attitude. All right, I'm going to wrap this up. I hope you guys have an amazing week, whether you're homeschooling or not. I hope that you have fresh vision and perspective and, and ambition for your homeschool. I hope that you are excited to get started and that you are inspired to go sit down and plan and vision cast your day and vision cast what you want for your homeschool and and what you want for your kids. I hope you sit down with your kids and ask them questions and see where they want and, and how you guys can work together as a family. It's not all resting on you. Get your kids involved in this. And I hope that you have the best homeschool year that you've ever had this year. Not because I'm helping you, but because you're going to choose to, and you're going to make it unique, unique, you guys, and tailored to you and your own situation and your own family and your own personalities. Have an awesome week. And I will talk to you guys again next week, right here on my podcast. Keep calm and homeschool on.